fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How's it going? Pretty good. Good. This is uh, episode 33 of the Hotbox, Saturday, November 6, 2010, of course. You guys should be watching these at hotboxpodcast.com slash live every Tuesday and Saturday uh, around 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, around there. But you know that because you're on the Facebook group and you're on the Twitter. You follow us. Yeah. So you know when the show starts. All up in the middle of our stuff. You were so, your your interest was so peaked and your curiosity so overwhelming. You actually went onto Facebook and found us. You searched for Matt Lee and Sandy Himsel and you found us. And you said, hey, will you be my friend? You know what we said? Yes, we will be your friend. Confirmed. Confirmed. So last we talked to you guys, uh, everyone was voting. Well, some of y'all were voting. Uh, there was the big vote in California. That did not go how uh, some people wanted it to go. It actually it did close, get turned though. down. It was very close. And I, I said that it would be, we both said that it would be really close either way. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing would have been really epic because they would have passed it, legalized it the first time, like their first try. But because it was their first try and it was the first time anybody's tried to do that, I could see it not happening. Yeah. You need well, to get it on there a few times and maybe rewrite it. Maybe some people didn't like how the bill was worded. Maybe some people just didn't give a shit, you know. Well, and this gives people kind of the chance to get used to the idea, I think. Right. Because before that, we talked on the show about how the governor wrote in to take it from a minor... What was it? It was like a minor misdemeanor down to an infraction, which is yeah. even... People give less of a shit about the infraction than they do the misdemeanor than yeah, you do a felony. Yeah, cops and... don't really always pay attention to infractions unless exactly. they're bored. Exactly. So, I mean, it it gives people the chance to kind of open up to it a little bit more. I mean, it came down to like, what was it, 54 to 46 percent? Yep. So, I mean, it was like a difference of 300,000 some votes. So, I mean, that's... That's actually, like, really close for California. 300,000, right. I mean, that's less than one of their cities, I think. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, and I can also see that, we talked about this before as well, that the, the whole tax thing, a lot of the votes down there for the negative side probably came from growers themselves, people that are completely happy with the way things are now. As long as they're not too big, they're not going to face too many problems. They're well, still making good money because of how it is, you know. They want to have their corner of the market. Exactly. And if it's legalized, that gives more people the ability exactly. to figure it out floods how the to, market. Yeah, But in exactly. the same vein, the more people that are in the market, the more actual quality comes into play. Like when 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 you go out to buy crack, you don't go shop around for the best crack you can find. You go to the first person that looks at you when you mumble the words crack under your breath when you're walking down New York City streets, you know? You're like, crack, crack. First guy that looks, right? Because not everyone... I mean, okay, everyone's probably selling it, but it's not out there as much. Mm -hmm. If they legalized crack, the quality of crack would have to go up because everyone would be selling it. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I, I kind of look at it that make, way, you know. You have to make your niche somehow. Exactly. You know, and, and that's mean, where, and that's good for the smokers because it's going to drive the quality up. It's going to make people spend more time on it and perfect but it. But it also drives up the price, right? Because then people feel like, oh, well, there's so much of this crap out there. I can go ahead and sell my stuff for way more. So what does it do then when there's so much out there, but it's not crap? It's all good. Well, then it's that has survival to, that of has, the fittest. That has to peak and then drive the price down. Darwin's ther- theory of evolution, I think, may come into play about then. Right. You know? Not everyone can grow good weed, you know? No. It's tough. Well, I mean, I was talking to um, one of our friends today, uh, Mark. He started Levert caregiving right right he was on the show uh during the the earlier episodes yeah he was our first guest actually and um i mean his plants are just gorgeous yeah i remember the first time i met him he was getting clones and he was like he didn't know what he was doing and he was so like you know like careful about it and now he's like boom well and today he was today he was telling me you know he never realized just how in depth at all. It's, oh, it's a day job, dude. It's yeah. I mean, field if, botany, man. That's a full on science. If you're just going to grow something and you're not concerned with the quality or how much you're going to get, yeah, you could put a plant somewhere. You might as well and go work it for the give it light and whatever. If you're doing that, you might as well go work for the Mexican cartels. Right, at that point. but if you're actually concerned with quality and how much you're going to get off the plant and everything, there's so much stuff you have to think about. Right, that's where the passion comes right. in. Right, if you really care about what you're doing you know you'll do it well right i mean you've got to pay attention to nutrients humidity temperature water soil bugs colors oh there's I mean, so much it's a there, whole science, yeah it dude. is i mean you a craft you've got to be able to start getting to the point where you can look at all of your plants and see one turning a certain color leaning a certain way doing whatever and, and know, know exactly what's, what's deficient right yep. and you know i told him today that it's a good it's a good thing during your first harvest to have to deal with a bunch of bad oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, because each thing you go through, you're learning. Right. Or and you should be well, learning. You should be learning. <laughs> you should be making notes of what it is and right. studying it, you know? But, I mean, how, how much harder would it make it for you if you went three or four harvests, coasting through, being able to grow oh, stuff, yeah. and then you get hit with this thing out of the blue and you haven't learned anything about it and you lose everything right there, right? That's disheartening. Yeah, a you're lot of forced people give into, up. You're forced into learning through experience. Right. In this game. Right. And so, I mean, but he's doing amazing. He's getting ready to harvest his first crop. And I think he was saying today he was going to try to send some pictures in. But oh, nice. I yeah, was and if looking any, at them, and they were just gorgeous. If any of you guys have your own grows and stuff, you can definitely send us pictures. We have a whole picture gallery at hotboxpodcast.com slash pics, uh, P-I-C-S. And, uh, yeah, you can email info at hotboxpodcast.com uh, with your name or anonymously, whatever you want. It's legal for the most part. So, you well, know, if you yeah. want your name on it, if you're growing it legally. And as we've said before, no bandanas, ski masks. Right. If you don't want your face, or... don't cover it up. Just don't put yourself in the picture. Right. We will still post your, you know, your, your crops. Just don't put yourself in there. I'm going to be getting some pictures for us soon. Nice. But yeah, I definitely, I, I want to see what you guys are doing. I know we have a, a decent amount of listeners for how young this show is still. I mean, 33 episodes in, you know, only doing it a couple times a week, once a week uh, when we first started. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I want to see what you guys are doing. You guys got skills? Show us. Send us your pics. 
We've gotten some good pictures from a yeah. few different people. We've gotten so. some good samples, too. You can yep, yep. send your samples in <laughs> to the P.O. box. Just make sure you pack it well. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, <laughs> at the same time, like I mentioned before, this is probably going to be a little short show because you got to get out of here. Um, but I, I did want to talk about this. At the same time the whole vote thing was happening in California, did you hear about the tunnel that they found? And this isn't nothing new. We've been they've uncovered random tunnels that go across the border. Weeds did it oh, in that TV show. Yeah. Before that, they found one even up here uh, going to Canada that was all <laughs> elaborate and lit and like a professional tunnel, you know, with tracks for pushing your stuff. That kind of creeps me out. <laughs> but yeah, they, they found one and uh, they just found uh, a truck driver, I guess, that was accused of carrying uh, about two tons of weed uh, after it was smuggled in the United States through a tunnel running under the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, he pled not guilty, and that's what this kind of story is about. But I thought that was wow. interesting that they actually found a driver that was in kind the of a, tunnel. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's I awesome. mean, the chicken weeds found the Mexican president. So right, I guess right. You can find anybody down there. Uh, Justin Fan says 165 tunnels in the past 20 years. One in North. <laughs> that was the one, probably. <laughs> yeah, the one. Of uh, course, it would be from Montana, Unabomber oh, yeah. style. Yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> Do probably live down there. Oh. It, it was tunnel slash bomb shelter slash. <laughs> uh, federal authorities say they followed Carlos Enrique Cunningham after his tractor trailer left a San Diego warehouse under surveillance. And they've been they've been watching this particular tunnel for a while. I think the report that I read said something like three or four months. So you been, would think they would watch the tunnels more instead of just like... I don't think it's that easy, though. I don't think they uncover them. I don't think it's easy to find. Like, oh, when they, like they stumble, stumble on, on one. they stumble on them, and it's like, right. <laughs> Or they arrest some junkie or something, and he happens to have stumbled on it and leads them to it. But I think the tunnels are kind of hard to find. If Yeah, unless they're in, like, a clothing store, I guess. Well, right. <laughs> in the <laughs> middle of a freaking strip mall. Sure, yeah, sure. you know. Uh, he was arrested Tuesday and pled not guilty Friday to a charge of conspiracy to distribute marijuana. After securing a search warrant, officials say they found between 10 and 15 tons of marijuana in the warehouse and the entrance to the tunnel, which ran 600 yards underground and ended at a warehouse on the Mexican side. Uh, officials say the seizure totaling more than 20 tons was one of the largest pot busts in the U.S. Wow. 20 Tons. That's a lot. At that point, it is warehouse slash forklift mm-hmm. pallets and stuff. Like you're not going and picking up a bag. You know, you you have some machinery to move this shit around. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's been a while since we've uh, ran a, a tunnel. <laughs> uh, Justin Fan says this one was only or this was only operational for six months, so it must have been pretty pretty new. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's it's the same thing. Like they find one, bust it, two other open up. So I just wish the Mexicans would get it across their their mind that we don't want your shitty weed anymore. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever wanted keep, it, but as long as people keep buying it, though, it'll keep coming. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, do the Mexicans even like smoking that? I think we brought that up before on the show, but I, I think I've never got an answer. Forced into it. Ah, uh, I see. They kind of you know, have to. Kind of like how there's a whole lot of Cubans doing blow. Right. Right. <laughs> whole lot. And then the other the other uh, story I want to talk about real quick was uh, this about a mother who was sentenced in Washington for giving her uh, some pot to her son. 
Uh, her son was 10 years old. She's 33. She's been sentenced to 14 months in prison uh, for giving the weed to her, her 10-year-old son. Uh, the prosecutor said uh, that she pled guilty of three counts of possession of marijuana with intent to deliver and two counts of third-degree assault of a child. Uh, protective CPS caseworkers said that they got a tip that Butler had smoked marijuana with her son. Oh, well, they she smoked was, They it? were bonding. I mean, I don't know. It's not like she was selling it. Ten is a bit young, I think, but... I mean, maybe if it's Mexican dirt weed, it's not that... Uh, the Daily News reports There's that... There's uh, never a good time for Mexican dirt weed. No, <laughs> not, I, I don't even think if you wake up in Tijuana in a tub of ice sands one kidney. I don't even think that's a good time for w- Mexican no. weed. Um, yeah, and her sense will include, of course, a 12-month drug treatment course. Of course. Of course. So, what do you think? Ten, a bit young, right? I Well, yeah, for smoking. And I guess, I mean, was it a medicinal thing or was it, it just... It is Washington, so it could be, but it doesn't say in the story. Well, I mean, if it you was would a medicinal thing... You would think as a reporter thing, you would find that out, though. Well, yeah, I mean, was she doing it with a purpose? Was she doing it to just, like, let her kids smoke? Or was she doing it to, like, see if it helped calm down his ADHD? Or... Right, or his autism, or his... Yeah. There's a whole list of... I mean, what what was the purpose? Right. There's not very good reporting uh, on, on, on this end here. Well, that's sad. Yeah. But I don't understand the third degree assault of a child. Now, if you put, like, crack in the kid's formula, that's assault. The weed, like, it, you should look at the child. It Was the child harmed from this? Yes or no. If As- not, there was no assault. It's a Schedule One substance. Doesn't matter. I don't. Your schedules they mean look dick at to it, me. They. I don't they, care. It don't, means that, it to them, though. I don't care. Who and they're they? who wrote the story and made the conviction. Oh, well, I don't care still. You're so in their eyes. You know why eyes, though? I have a good reason. Smoking pot with your kid is just as bad as shooting them up. With right. Well, that that's dumb. I have a good reason though, because you lied. In your studies to schedule the drug in the first place, I can't believe any of your study now. You have falsified evidence for a scientific paper, and I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't believe anything you say now. Yeah. Anything. True. You have no reputation with me. Your scheduling means nothing. I started heroin again just because. I was like, you're lying. I'm going to find out for myself. I will do my own research. They didn't lie about heroin. But the pot they did lie about. Mm -hmm. I've also been doing some research on that, and they lied. I'm sorry. You you lied. You ruined it. Uh, You guys can call in live if you want, 406-204-4687. What do you think about that? Is 10 years old too young? I'd say I like that. It it sounds like what my dad did. Like, if you're going to smoke it, smoke it here. Mm -hmm. And if you want, I will smoke it with you. I'm not going to unless you want me to. If you're nervous or whatever, but if you're going to be doing it, I'd rather, I feel better knowing that you're safe in my home where I know where you're at and I know how, you know, you're going to react to it Well, and rather I, than being out in the world. I agree with that, but I think that there's, there's an age for that. Yeah. I you was know? like 16. Yeah. 10 I mean, is, 10 a, is right. way too young. Right. I, well, not like way, way too young, but I think it Unless is too young. 10 for... is good. Anything up to, I'd say 14. Between 1 and 14, I'd say do it 
if there's a medical reason. Right. If not, I'd say 15 or 16, then maybe, are you interested in this? No. Whatever, you know? Yeah. So. It's sad that it's considered assault, though. Yeah, Because, like is. I said, it's it's pot. It's not harmful but, at all, so. you know, if they were to go into a parent's home and see a pipe sitting in, on a shelf within view of the child. Yep. The parent can be arrested for um, child endangerment. Which is also sad, but that relies on the study, and I'm sorry you falsified information, so you can't you can't base that on the scheduling system. Throw it out. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well... Shouldn't have lied. You shouldn't have... How did you think we'd find out? Come on. We have the I internet know. now. We know everything. We know more than you, so they're, watch out. They're crazy. I know. So, what do you have uh, for us? This well, evening? I this little snippet I thought was kind of interesting because this is local, right? Nice. So, I love the local stuff. Yeah. So, a medical marijuana supplier has filed a lawsuit against a medical marijuana clinic in Missoula, contending the clinic illegally transferred fifty thousand dollars. No, which clinic would? Hold on, let me guess. Which clinic is this? <laughs> Is it our friend's clinic? No. Okay. Delphia Holdings Court filed the lawsuit Monday in Missoula County District Court against Montana Pain Management. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have we have more than just Mr. Christ uh, in, in that area messing things up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. Are they related all? Like, there's got to be a connection here, right? I don't think that there is. Just another but... occurrence, huh? Yeah, because, I mean, Hmm. like I said, this is just a little bit because this is something that's evolving. Right, right. right. So it says that um, also named our Montana Pain Management's board chairman, Craig Michaels, and its president, Rick Rosio. The complaint says two transfers of 25,000 were made. Rosio and Michaels tell the Missoulian that Delphia signed off on the transfers and everything was done legally. And that's the end. So what's the problem? Well, they're saying Delphia is saying illegally that it, did it happened illegally. Right, right. And the and boys are saying, saying they did it right. legally. Well, so it's something that'll be, have to be handled in the court. But this is kind of a big deal too because it's fifty thousand dollars. And Montana Pain Management actually does have quite an extensive list of people that right. go through them. But I mean, this little—I mean, we don't even know like. What, what it's for? I can for, speculate that they needed to re up uh, in a big way. In a big way, and that's how they did it. So, yeah. So, well, well, if they did it legitimately, then I hopefully they'll have their papers in order, and then that's that, right? Well, but yeah. if they did do something off, then it will we'll find out. We'll see. We'll we'll keep you updated. So, so what's next? Um. All right. Do you want to go back and uh, finish talking about the the vote stuff? Yeah, um, okay. actually, in okay, the one I have here in Oakland, defeat of measure is in the end. So the television news crews that descended on Oakland last week to cover the outcome of Proposition 19, which would have legalized marijuana in the state, are now long gone, along with the high hopes, haha, of many local cannabis entrepreneurs. <laughs> but Oakland, vision- you know, I would have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Whoa. <coughs> I would have went with the up in smoke metaphor, not the high hopes. That's just me, though. Yeah. The high hopes one is kind of funny, though. Yeah. 
It does make me think of that song, though. And right. that song is annoying in my head. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but Oakland's vision of becoming a global center of the marijuana industry lives on. Proposition 19 would have given the city's plans to allow four enormous cultivation factories a stamp of approval, at least on state level. With 54% of state voters rejecting full legalization, Oakland will now push further into a legal gray area by... by by trying to permit the tax large medical marijuana act, I bet that I didn't realize that. That's I never like actually read <laughs> the bill itself. I I didn't know that it was to have four enormous cultivation factories set up. So maybe I can definitely see now why some of the people that are for pot did not want this to pass. Maybe we don't want big giant pot factories. Maybe we want to keep it individualized, you know? True. So and maybe guess, this wasn't you know, the bill. Maybe this wasn't it. That, I mean, we didn't... I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I didn't read Proposition 19. No, I just read what I've been reading I in the papers. I read stuff about it, but like right. not the actual... Like, because I wasn't voting papers. on it, you know? Right. I guess I should have known about it to talk to, well, about it here, but... and I, sh- I guess, yeah, we probably should have read hey, about it. Hey, shoulda, coulda, woulda. If my but, grandmother you know, had balls, she'd be my grandfather. <laughs> true story. True. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. Four enormous cultivation fact like that. May I just picture like Fern Gully when it's getting wrecked, like these big factories and like pumping out black smoke to make your weed. You know, just totally awful. But I don't know. I could see if you were a grower, that would scare you, right? How can I keep up with four? freaking enormous factories pumping this shit out you know well, i can't yeah, do that it's a lot i mean it's like but there are a lot of people that smoke so i don't know but it's like any industry out there right i mean this is going to the be larger corporations will come in and get rid of the smaller ones right. eventually right i mean we'll like, be getting our weed from walmart eventually <laughs> you know and they'll be getting it from china with the rest of their crap that we buy if hemp were fully legalized and used for all of the ways it can be used we would have a lot of small businesses that would start out but then as soon as the cotton industry figured out how to make it run profitably for them they would take over (coughs) not even that (coughs) as long or right until they figure out how to pull half of their cotton off of their fields and plant weed there instead and once they get it going, then it's on. Bigger industries are always going to try to take over because they're going to see a way of being able to make more money. Exactly. They'll do it more efficiently because they'll have that startup capital in the first place to be able to buy that stuff, you know? But How much money are with, lights and room stuff? Like, that shit's expensive, right, you know? but with any industry out there, when things start being mass-produced, what tends to happen? The quality goes down, exactly. which is where those individual ones for the more connoisseurs like you and me and most of the people we know will still continue to go to. Right. But did, it's the, just did that initial hump to get over? take away the ability of right. medical marijuana patients to form co-ops and where do their they own. could run it? Right. Or was it something where you had to get it from these four distribution centers? Because I can see in the small print if if they have in something that's like, oh, and by the way, you have to, by law, purchase your marijuana from this right. factory. Right. I mean, that's craziness. Right. Just craziness. But, um, 
So basically, everybody knows, you know, it didn't pass, but they're all trying to stay positive and move forward with this. Right. And they're trying to, you know, really make things work to their benefit. Quote, all of this wasn't um, predicated on Prop 19. So whether or not Prop 19 passed or failed, we were going to move forward, says Larry Reed, a council member who co-sponsored the marijuana farm legislation with Rebecca Kaplan. Asked if it was legal under current law, Mr. Reed answered casually, we'll find out if it is or not. <laughs> so I just, I, I'm on the wiki uh, for Prop 19, and it's interesting, they have a poll set up here from April 20th, 2010, all the way up to April 29th through the 31st, 2010, and they're all the different polls that was conducted. Mm-hmm. And the first half of them showed uh, it being positive, like, yes, we want it, but not by very much. The last half are negative, which is kind of interesting to me that, like, right at the get-go, everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. And then the more they read into the prop and what it specified, they were like, ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe this isn't. They second-guessing it. Yeah. I think I, I could totally see that happening. I'm trying to find, like, the actual write-up of it, but... It's buried in all this crap. I should have done that before. <laughs> but yeah, and here's the the actual results. It was uh, 53.8 that said no and 46.2 that said yes. Uh, a, a total of 7,124,077 votes. Mm-hmm. It was close. Not a bad turnout. I mean, how many? What's the population? Uh, a lot. Compared to, what, 3 million that turned out? 36 million so maybe that's not very good 7 million out of 36 showed up well then again how many of those 36 million are felons and can't vote right true (laughs) so and then uh well we can talk about because it's an infraction now even though this didn't pass who cares Right? right so Right. Well, and see, and that's why the the next story is, you know, California pot smokers can breathe a little easier next year. Under a state law that takes effect January 1st, possession of less than an ounce of marijuana will be an infraction punishable by a $100 fine. Hold on. Did you say can breathe a little easier? Yeah. I'm sorry. I missed that. That's a good one. I haven't Uh, heard that much. Thank you. Today, it is a misdemeanor punishable by a $100 fine. So the fine doesn't change. But the... It's an infraction now, which... So what's the difference on your permanent record? A misdemeanor stays on it for a certain amount of time. An infraction just doesn't even go on it or does Pretty and much. falls off quicker? Well, infractions do not <laughs> carry any jail time whatsoever. Do misdemeanors, though? Um, I Depending think on? if you stack them... You can get. Oh, sure. So, I mean, but an infraction, it's kind of like, you know, just one of those quick little, it's like a jaywalking ticket. Right. I mean, how on, how often do you want, do you know anybody who's ever gotten Or one? like even those seatbelt tickets. Yeah. Like, I never wear my seatbelt. If I get pulled over, I put it on and I've never had a problem, but you don't get pulled over because you weren't wearing your seatbelt. Right, right. So. Well, in my I did once in Texas, though. They can do that in Dallas, Texas. Well, and they, yeah, I mean, I... I've never been pulled over for not wearing my seatbelt. Right, it's always something they do on top of. I've been asked about of, it. Right. 
you know, and I've done the whole, no, I undid it so I could reach over and get my license or my registration out of the car. I always box. just take my time pulling over, and then, like, as I'm pulling over, I'm putting it on all smooth, <laughs> as I'm telling anyone else in the vehicle to also do that. I've never had a problem. I don't know. Good job. Yeah, you know. Um, gotta think about it. The new law does not go so far as Proposition 19, which right. voters rejected Tuesday. That would have legalized possession of less than one ounce of marijuana for personal use by anyone 21 or older in See, California. That's what I keep reading, but it's when, when they mention that part of the prop, they don't mention the part about the factories going right. in. And when they mention the factories, they don't mention what it'll do for the end user. Right. So I really I want to find a copy of it. I can't seem to find the whole thing, but uh, it's all bits and pieces. But yeah, I, I would be interested to see what what it said about personal growing, and right. can you get we it from should, anybody? We read over that and yeah, I'll try and find a copy of it. Or if you guys are listening, if you have a copy of it, send it to me. Um, under the law passed by the legislator and signed by the governor, SB 1449, possession of less than an ounce will no longer be a misdemeanor or go on a person's criminal record. Instead, it will be an infraction similar to a speeding ticket. That has some people wondering whether the infraction will go on a person's driving record and affect insurance rates. Well, is it happening in the vehicle? Or is this if they have it, if they find you walking and you're smoking it? Are The rest of this article is some of the questions and answers that people have been asking. So, like, the first one is if I get caught with less than an ounce, what's the worst that will happen? Right. Assuming you are not driving under the influence or on school property, you could be convicted of an infraction and subject to a $100 fine. If you don't want to contest it, you will sign the citation and send in the money. Possession of less than an ounce on the grounds of a K-12 through school during school hours is still a misdemeanor and subject to stiffer penalties. Right. So, I wonder... Yeah, that that's all right then. Like, can you fight it and then they just drop it because it's going to cost them more money than the $100 you were going to pay in the first place, you know? Like, is it worth it to them to come in and be like, we saw you smoking pot. Now give us our $100 and you can go free. Like, that seems like kind of a... I don't know. Like, pay me $100 and I'll just forget about this, you know? Yeah, like, well, that seems that's weird. the same thing as a speeding Well, yeah, route. pay me this that's or blow me or are, whatever. Is pay us this money... And then, Did you learn you your know, lesson now? Yeah, because we know you need money to survive. So by having to get, you're learning a lesson. Yeah, right. Thanks. That's interesting. So here's the one about, um, okay, I've heard the new law will make possession of less than an ounce like a traffic ticket. Does that mean it will go on my driving record? Will it affect my insurance rates? Right. Assuming you are not driving while stoned, the answer to both questions is no. Possession alone is not a motor vehicle offense and will not... And will not go on your driving record today or when the new law takes effect. It is not one of the factors insurance companies in California can use to set rates. Good info. That is good. By itself, a pot... Oh, crud. I hit a button. Hold on. Okay, there. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Switch screens. Um, (coughs) By itself, a pot-related citation that does not go on DMV records cannot be used to determine your rates, says Molly DeFrank of the State Insurance Department. 
However, driving under the influence of marijuana is a serious offense. Bah, 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 bah. I if shouldn't do it. Bah, bah, bah. It will go on your DMV and criminal record and increase your insurance rates. The new law will not change this. What if I park, then smoke, and then continue on with my day? Is that okay? Like, I'm not driving while I'm smoking. Is that the fact that you don't want me doing too many things while I'm driving? Like, I shouldn't be smoking pot while I'm driving because... Well, because it's considered driving while intoxicated. But I'm not intoxicated. I'm just smoking pot, though. But in their eyes, you're intoxicated. No, I'm, I'm like, at work, like, doing my job like you are. I'm just... I have to stop and smoke this real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, is that... I mean, Maybe. is that okay? Maybe. I mean, I go into your office and... You guys seem all right. Like, no one says anything. Do you guys not like me? <laughs> Shit. Now I'm paranoid. Um, and, and the, That's it, so stupid. I know. Like, I could stumble in wasted. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are funny. So it just goes on to address the fact that most uh, job applications ask about felonies or misdemeanors, not right. infractions. But then so. they also say that we're not going to, we're not allowed to not hire you because this, we're just curious. Yeah. We just want to know. We just we'll find know. some other bullshit reason not to hire you. We won't uh, say yeah. it's about this. I know someone who got a drug test and in Montana, it's illegal for um, employers to uh, fire you or not hire you based on the results of a drug test. And they the, use that to base their decision on and then they find something else. Right. And so cheating. he was hired. BS. Had to go in for the drug test and then was told that they just felt he didn't mesh well with the rest of, you know, everybody. Right. But we we know, don't feel you're going to get along well with us non-pot smokers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that guys. was pretty much what it came down to, sadly. But that's why I don't get along with my girlfriend. She's a non-pot smoker. <laughs> I just we clash. I'm like, just freaking smoke this. Yeah. I'm sorry. What do you do? So this one's pretty interesting. And that was a big thing up what? here too. A lot of people were worried about like the employment thing and the drug testing thing, and then that Joseph Kasai thing happened at Walmart and. Then those videos came out and they were like, this is going to hurt Montana's employment because everyone's smoking pot except the employers and none of us are going to hire any of you. Whatever. Which is stupid. Right. I know plenty of employers that blaze. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing was just silly, but that was a big deal. Like the whole employment thing. And if everyone's smoking, who's going to work? Like, no, we're working while we're, it's how we tolerate does, the work. Is anybody concerned about drinking on the job anymore? Apparently not. That's I mean, so that's 1990s, scarier. dude. Come on. That's a whole lot scarier. I would never, <laughs> yeah. ever, ever work with someone who is yeah. drunk. It, well, neither. in the kitchen, because that's dangerous. <laughs> right. Or driving. Right. Say you have a delivery job and, and you show up drunk, you know? Exactly. You could kill people. Oh. I'm smoking at work to not kill people. Understand this. There's the line. There's a Come difference. On. Yeah, Jimmy One says medical cannabis has given Montana jobs. Lots of jobs. It should give me a job. What's up, Jimmy? Yeah. Give me a job. <laughs> I want a new job. So, um so this is pretty interesting. College. What if what if I'm in college? What? What if I'm in college? It depends on your college. Right. Right. 
Some colleges may not care that you got an infraction. Some colleges may say bye. What about my financial aid? Uh, I don't think I think financial aid is determined on by felonies. I think. Read the next one. Oh, hold on. I lost it. Where did it go? <laughs> oh, there it is. If you are convicted of a misdemeanor, you can lose your federal student aid. But if you're uh, convicted of an infraction, we don't know. It's still, okay, it's still a condition that could potentially jeopardize your student aid, but it's not on your criminal record. It's not clear whether or not it would have to be reported on the federal student aid application. Hmm. I would just not tell anybody. I know, right? Keep that one under your hat, maybe. It's like going <laughs> going to the life insurance salesman. So, do you do drugs? Uh, no. None. He's like, I know you're lying. Yeah. Liar, liar, pant on fire. You just take that shit to the grave. All right. So, um, do you want to talk about this Colorado Medical tax before we wrap it up, because I know you, I know you got to get going. It's almost nine. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's talk about this and then uh, wrap it up. Um. So Fort Collins, they've hit the jackpot apparently. And when I say jackpot, I mean jackpot. Ah, that was mine for the Good night. job. Nice pun. I know. That was better than all yours. You can buy that from me if you're a paper. Ding. I know. Good pun. I know. So, through October, the city has collected more than $209,000 in tax revenue from sales at medical marijuana businesses. <coughs> The total is likely to draw or to top two hundred and fifty thousand by the end of the year. This is a perfect example of why this industry can help cities prosper. What could you do with that much money? And what that was through October. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was just for one month. Wow. No, it was. It's or from the beginning through October. October. Okay, gotcha. But, but still. I mean, still two hundred nine thousand. I mean that that could help a couple of schools upgrade some textbooks. Yeah, that could help clean up a, some parks. You could that split could that up a, a couple ways. People. You know, I mean that could definitely be used for good. And look at how many places, especially Kalispell, Montana, especially. that are losing out mm. on figuring out how to harness some of this you're gonna make it harder on everyone and you're gonna force it back underground and we're gonna smoke like we smoked when we were 15 and 20 you know behind the high school well no but (laughs) buying it in parking lots and shit you know oh yeah yeah no you're but seriously like we won't deal with that and like i said you know we've been smoking we'll continue to smoke it's not a big deal but we would like to help y'all out i mean I Let would. us make you some money, maybe. Help us help you help the kids. <laughs> That's the new slogan. So, the sales tax collected thus far represents nearly $7 million in product sales. 
Cha-ching! Uh, the biggest month so far was April, of course. Four. Uh, which brought in $29,352 in sales tax revenue on $888,454 in reported sales. That's Holy just reported sales. crap. That's all... It had to have been over a million dollars. In unreported sales, you bet. Total. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Holy cow. Uh, the medical marijuana revenue is, quote, real money and a boost to Fort Collins coffers. Hey, we'll fill them. Pack those coffers full. You're going to have to buy more coffers. And you know what? Here's some money for that. No worries. Uh, it represents only 0.5% of the city's total sales tax revenue for the year. Uh, but if you look at it in smaller community chunks, it's a fair amount of money. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, we could do a lot with that. It Personally, we can help stuff. A lot um, of stuff. Mike Freeman, the chief financial officer for the city, says, I wouldn't say it's a windfall for the city. About 75% of the sales tax revenue has gone into the city's general fund, which pays for his freaking salary, of course, <laughs> uh, which pays for a variety of services, like his salary, and, uh, with the rest going towards areas funded by dedicated sales taxes, natural areas, capital improvements, and, of course, the pavement management. You know who needs pavement management? Whitefish. Holla, Whitefish. Uh-huh. Holla if you hear me. Who needs pavement management? Fucking Whitefish, dude. Have you driven in there? I the potholes are phenomenal there. They're like on the map of all the, the world's biggest things that like you're driving cross country and the biggest yarn ball. You get to Montana, it's like Whitefish, biggest pothole. <laughs> um, so that's, I don't know, that's a fair amount of cash. Not to, you know, a big-time city financial analyst who's embezzling probably millions, but, you know, to a little community like this, it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, The sales tax figures are significant, says Dave Schwab, co-owner of Abundant Healing. Quote, it means people want medical marijuana, he said. I've heard people say they would rather pay the tax and be able to buy it in a safe, comfortable setting than on the black market. Uh, like they used to do to meet their medical needs. It's true. They don't think about that. A lot of people would much rather be in a safe, comfortable place where they can just sit, chill, look at a few different things, smell, figure out what they want, get it weighed out, take it home, instead of having to stand out in the street waiting for somebody to show up, toss them something that you're not even going to get to look at until you get Yeah, home. right. That's the worst of it. That's the. I hate that. That's how you do it in the big city, and that sucks. You got to check it out. I I thought I mentioned this before. I don't, I don't remember what show it was on, but I thought you could maybe profit if you set up a dispensary like it was back in the day at your friend's house, and like you come in and you say hi to hi to his parents. You go downstairs and we're like playing PlayStation, and you have to stay for a half hour and hang out and smoke. You know, I thought you could make some money doing that. You, you know what else I thought would be cool. A medical marijuana dispensary reality TV show. Mm-hmm. I want to do that, and like not and like like the store part of it, but then like <clears throat> getting more product and like the whole thing. I think that would be so cool to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like how some of the bullshit you got to deal with to get your weed to sell it to your customers. Like you got to go through some bullshit, and I think that would be. <clears throat> excuse me. I think people would enjoy watching that. 
know what I you would should do? Follow you around with a camera 24 7. Yeah. You should make a documentary. <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Okay. Done. We're doing it. Trademark. No shower scenes. Right. No, this is for pot. I know. Well, we could make a documentary of your other. I know, but I am talents. just making that known. No shower scenes. All right. <laughs> That's a good idea, though, right? I've been thinking about that for a bit. Like, that would be cool. It is a good idea. Thank you. See? Told you it was a good idea. She doubts me all the time. Mm-mm. So this is genius. Genius, genius, genius. I don't doubt him. No, not you. Um. Other people. Okay. I said, that's a stupid idea, Matt. No one would watch that. No, you don't understand, though. I know what it's like, man. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. what it's like. <laughs> You, you're like, why is this $50 an eighth? Because it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's why. Do you want it or not? Uh, so other, back to the story here, other front-range cities also have experienced revenue spikes tied to America, me- medical yeah. marijuana sales. Got it. Colorado Springs is bringing in about $50,000 a month. Uh, Boulder expects to receive more than $400,000 in sales tax revenue from marijuana sales Holy this year. Holy crap. I'm not surprised, though. Have you ever been to Boulder? Yeah. Holy cow. They're balling in Boulder. Uh, yeah. I, I, when I was in Boulder, I was walking down Pearl Street, and I remember this girl was just, like, sitting there. She goes, hey, can uh, we get a few bucks to go buy a bowl? I, like, don't even know her or anything. She's just sitting there panhandling for a bowl. Okay, well, why don't I just give you a bowl? Right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But yeah, you know how like Florida is where uh, old people go to die. Mm-hmm. Boulder is where rich people go to die. Uh huh. It's pretty though. It's like here. It's exactly a copy of Montana where we live, but richer, like with way more money in it. Way more. True. True. But the scenery, the atmosphere, the people, like the locals. Cheesecake factory. People are is cool in, in Colorado. Yeah, and those places oh. are great for sure. Uh, the state of Colorado received about $2.2 million in tax revenue for marijuana sales in the fiscal year uh, that ended June 30th, said Mark Couch, spokesman for the Department of Revenue. How, there's a lot of states <coughs> that could use that money. Jimmy says, speaking of Colorado, remember, KushCon is in December. Mm-hmm. We might be going to that, huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe. If you're listening, KushCon. Beware. Waiting, waiting for my plane tickets. <laughs> Uh, the department also received $8.5 million in fees from medical marijuana businesses Cha-ching! seeking state licenses to operate. The money will be used to fund the state's licensing program, which is still being figured out. Of course. Uh, whether the stale, stales tax revenue Fort Collins has received covers the city's administration costs for dealing with medical marijuana dispensaries and cultivation operations is not clear. The program, well, why are you wasting money paying people to do stupid jobs like that, you know? Like, you make these positions, and then you pay them so much money, and they're not really doing anything but sitting in their office playing Farmville. I know, because I go in places like that, and I see you. I see what you're doing. You don't even try to, like, window D and minimize it all sly-like. You're, like, out there, like, hey, how's it going? Not even looking, like, good, growing some crops on lunch, like, you don't even look. Well, you gotta make sure Have that. some shame! <laughs> Fuck. 
They got to make sure they know when to feed those cows. If I was your boss, I would fire you. I don't pay you $33 an hour to play Farmville. Are you kidding me? I should tell on him. I should be like, and by the way, I can type like 200 words a minute. So you should hire me instead. And I don't even like Farmville. So boom. Um, so they're, um, the businesses themselves are charged $500 to apply for the license. And then an additional $700 when a license is actually issued. Are the licenses 14 karat gold platters? Because other than that, why are you charging me $700? Are the liquor licenses in Montana? That's true, huh? I guess, yeah, good point. What, like $600,000 for one? Pretty yeah. much. That's crazy. Um, and then the business has to pay a, f- a $700 annual inspection fee to keep the license. So far, the state has issued eight provisional licenses. So I guess, yeah, if you think about it in the scheme of things, if what, that's annually? So $1,400 initially plus the 500 So like, you know, and then $700 a year? That's not too that's bad, less right? Less than renting a house. Yeah, so that's that's cool, and the money's going to a good cost. So, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, the program requires significant staff time in several city offices. You know, got th- we have a lot of crops to grow on Farmville. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the clerk's office possess processes and possesses they process applications, including mandatory background checks. Zoning officials determine whether the proposed location of a business meets city regulations. We zone you for growing weed. The police department and building office inspects potential businesses to ensure they meet security requirements and adhere to building codes. Some facilities have required more than one building inspection. Officials are getting a better handle on the cost of the program and might recommend higher fees, she said. So, well, I guess you got to cover your costs. Maybe, Maybe try and save a little money. Maybe. What 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 is the going rate? What would you what are you willing to pay someone to play Farmville? I mean, and so let's say they're really good at it, like they can grow the, with the best of them on Farmville. Like, what what would that be worth to you per hour? Say? A bullet in the head <laughs> per hour. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, is that about it? Yep. I know yep. you got to get going. All right. I well. Do. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you on Tuesday, of course, for the next episode of the Hotbox. Every Tuesday and Saturday. Uh, send us your picks if you're growing some good stuff. Uh, info at hotboxpodcast.com. And just look around on the site. There's all sorts of cool stuff. Help us pay some bills. Uh, hotboxpodcast.com slash donate. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, thanks, Sandy. Thank you, man. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> You like you we, like this we, is where this is where you, you need to be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be.